Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On our fourth instalment of our favourite five series, we've got a guy who started his career at Celtic before making a name for himself at Ross County in the Highlands. He moved on to play for Motherwell. He ended his playing career at Fermartin United. It's a club that he's currently manager of. It's Paul Lawson. Paul, how are you? Good to have you with us. Thanks, Ian. It's a pleasure to be on. Brilliant stuff, Paul. How is, well, we're recording this in phase one of lockdown at the moment. Uh, phase two, by the time this goes out, hopefully we're into phase two. How have you been coping uh, without football and general in life over the last couple of weeks, couple of months or so? I think first and foremost without football, um, I think unlike most, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, I think... When you sort of lower level football, you know, if your games get called off and, and such like, you've, you've still got the games on the telly, the Premier League and such like to watch, but we've not even got that at the moment. So it's a struggle, uh, don't get me wrong. And um, We obviously finished, you know, wrapped up our, our league earlier than most. And um, it's just the frustrating thing of not knowing when we'll, when we'll be back. Um, but in general life, I guess... Um, keeping the little one occupied these nine months so he's certainly keeping us on our toes and and I guess from my point of view getting to spend more time with him than, than I probably would have been um, had this situation not occurred so trying to look on the positives um, from from sort of a bad situation Yeah, every cloud has a silver lining as you say, I mean lockdown has been tough for, for many folk out there but it's allowed people to, to take a to take a, well hit the pause button really and just kind of restock and and ready to go. But one that once the football does resume, um, I'm sure that you know yourself and the rest of the boys at For Martin will be raring to go. Definitely, we've we've tried to keep in touch with the boys as as much as we can. Um, it's difficult, you know. You're wanting them, you know, you, you do see everyone's kind of out running and, and doing things, and it's it's difficult to to give them a sort of set programme as we don't know when we're, we're due to return so you don't want the boys you know sort of hitting peak fitness at the wrong time so it's just try to wait till we get the go ahead and then we can you know discuss further and give them sort of a more planned uh, programme to, to get on with but um, it's, it's frustrating because you, you, you're trying to plan for the, the season ahead uh, sign-ins get pre-season in place but it's just uh, so difficult and, and frustrating with, with what's going on Hopefully it won't be too long before we're um, we're all back. I know that well, as we record this, the the Premier League down south in England is a few only a few days away from kicking off, and uh, the Premiership up here kicks off in August. So hopefully we're not too far away in terms of getting everyone back. Paul, I posed you a difficult question last week and asked you to narrow down five of your favourite games from your career. Um, I understand that it's been a been a task whittling them down just to five but you've chosen five uh, over the next wee while we're going to look back over those five games that you've chosen we'll start with number one as I alluded to in the intro you uh, came up through the youth ranks at Celtic uh, the first game you've chosen is Dunfermline nil Celtic 4 back in August 2005 your debut in the well I was going to say the green and white hoops but of course it wasn't that day because you were playing in the 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 all green with yellow tinge. It was the shirt that famously Celtic wore when they were beaten by Clyde uh, later on that season. Um, great, a great moment for yourself making your debut for Celtic, though. It was. It's funny you say that. I think uh, 
every player will greet me, you know, your, your first shirt, first game, you want it framed and stuff. And, and I, I've obviously got that, but um, I would have preferred it to be in the, in the hoops. But uh, it was uh, was what it was. Uh, but ultimately, I think just to, to get to that point, you know, as a, as a young uh, player, that's, that's what you strive to. And especially when, when I signed to the club at um, 14, you know, your aim is to get into the first team. And, and yeah, I would obviously... You know, would have liked to have, have established myself more, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, um, certainly that game um, will will stick stick in the memory, and, and it's at that point you can say, you know, I played for for Celtic's first team. Well, exactly. There's a lot of guys that are involved in youth setups all over the country at various different clubs, and and don't quite make it for for one reason or another. I know at Celtic, there's a lot of guys that, that don't quite make it, but you have you've. You know, you can say you've played for the Celtic first team. Talk to us about your your memories before the game and the lead up to it. When did you know that you'd be involved um, in the match day squad? I think for myself, it was it was just the, you know the season before under Martin O'Neill. I'd, I'd got in the squad a, a couple of times, uh, been on the bench a few times, but it, you know generally it was due to the fact that there was that under twenty one rule and. Um, because at that time Celtic and, and they probably still do uh, first team squads of you know 22, 23, 24 players so it, would, it was hard to, to break in and, and certainly with the, the squad of players they had at the time but um, when Gordon Strachan came in the following season I had a, I had a good pre-season uh, with the reserves and um, played um, a couple of games pre-season and, and Gordon Strachan then sort of promoted me into the first team squad and to train with them um, every day and be in the squ- uh, match day squads on a, at the weekend. So um, you know, I was I was in and around it, but being on the bench for a number of games hadn't quite um, made it onto the park. Um, leading up to that game, where you know we had a lot of injuries, and um, sort of during the week, a few people had said, you know, Paul, you 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 might have a chance of starting this weekend, and you know. The back of your mind, you're, you're kind of hoping and thinking, oh, maybe, but you're trying to put on a sort of say, nah, it won't be me, I'll go with somebody else and, and, and try to play it down a wee bit. Um, and then I got closer and closer and on the Friday, thought I trained well. Um, we used to do young v old uh, day before a game and, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, again, a few boys came up and thought I might have started, but <laughs> come the come match day, the, the manager went with Adam Virgo in, instead of me, which uh, was at the time a bit of a kick in the teeth because I think Virg signed as a as a centre half. Mm-hmm. I know he'd a career at Brighton as a striker, but he was he was predominantly brought in as a centre half, and um, the manager played him in the middle of the park for for that game. So that was was obviously a, a, a wee bit of a, a blow at the time um, and subsequently you know I came on for Virgs I think after about an hour or so um, when we were a few goals up so it, you know a few goals up the, the pressure's off a wee bit mm-hmm. and we can try and go on and enjoy it um, I, I, probably a, a lot of players will say the same thing you, you want to try and take it all in but ultimately you just get in the pie you just want to go and play um, and, and not think about it too much, and it's not till afterwards that you know you can um, can I say, well, you know, that's what I set out to do, and, and obviously wanted to be a uh, stay there a bit longer, but uh, you know, I made it the first team. But I think the biggest disappointment for me um, were probably more so my parents, who 
since about the age of six or seven, they've pretty much travelled the, the length and breadth of the country uh, watching me um, all the time. And it was the, the one time they, they didn't come down to the game. Oh, no, no. Um, yeah, it's typical. You know, all the squads that I'd been in pre- previous to that, they came down to the game just in the hope that, um, and MD knows my dad. You know, and, and my, my mum to, to a point as well. He'd literally have, have came just to see me for play for ten seconds. He, mm-hmm. He's that way, and um, the you know my debut game, the, the two of them unfortunately weren't there. Your dad was actually mentioned on uh, the podcast last week. Uh, Ross Hockley uh, talked about uh, the connection via your dad. I heard an interview with one of your well, your teammates at that time, Simon Ferry. Um, he was talking about, I think it was that season. He was on the bench at a game at Tynecastle and. It was a, a, a quite a, a topsy-turvy game. I think it was the, the game around New Year and he was yeah. told to go and warm up by Gordon Strachan and he he, he, he kind of was fearing for his life, you know, going into that kind of atmosphere <laughs> and that kind of game. But when Gordon Strachan gives you the shout that you're going on, what's he saying just shortly before you're about to go on and make your debut for Celtic? See, to be honest, at the time, I don't think he was aware it was my debut. Oh, okay. Um, and so I think, you know, he's just in the game and I, because, I you know, I had been pushing and, and, and training well and I think he was looking for an opportunity to put me in. Um, and, and like I said, we were up in 3-0 at the time. So I think he just felt, you know what, here's a, a chance I can put him on. We were on top in the game. Um, so, he, you know, chucked me on. It was going, uh, do what you've been doing in the reserves. You know, you've been training well, go, you know, just go and play, slot in there, just sit in front of the back four, get on the ball. Sort of thing, and it wasn't till, like I say, after the game. I think it was Tommy Burns had said something to him about being my debut, and he came up to me and then shook my hand, and you know, and it's not being uh, disrespectful to me in any way. I think you know, it's it wasn't his place to know at that point. I don't think he was just more concerned about the game, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was a case of just go on and and get on the ball and and play passes, really. Probably a compliment that he thinks you've. You've probably played for the first team already. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I say, I, I mean, I'd been in pre- uh, squads the previous season, so I don't know where he's seen that. And and obviously, like I say, I played a couple of pre-season games under him, so I don't think um, it really um, hit home terms in a, in a sense. But um, you know, somebody that I can't speak highly enough of, who's uh, um, you know, he gave me a debut, so I'm obviously going to be. A little bit biased to him, but um, just in general, uh, you know, I really enjoyed my time working under him and, um, you know, his training, his coaching was, was excellent. You mentioned there there was a few injuries in the lead up to the game, but when you go on, you replace Adam Virgo for the last half an hour. There's Stylian Petrov in the midfield along with you, a guy who had just signed for Gordon Strachan. and he was in the, the kind of early uh, stages of his Celtic tenure. Nakamura was on there. That he'd signed John Hartson's uh, in front of you and 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 attack. Bobo Baldi's behind you. Arthur Boric is in goals. When you go through, I mean, these these are pretty big big hitters in in Celtic terms. Anyway, um, what were these guys like to play alongside? Brilliant. I think um, I heard somebody on a, a podcast the other week um, talking about you know. I think it's a question you do get asked a lot. You know, what are these big players? Did they sit and speak to you? Did they? And it wasn't a case of sit and speak to you, but I think 
they obviously demanded high standards. So in training, they, you know, they expect you to be up to their level, and they're not going to drop to to give you time to to set a lens. So you have to do that. And and I think obviously I'd been training with them for a for a while, so it was um, just a case I get on the park and uh, do your job. In a sense, you you have to stand up and, and be counted. And um, but the, these guys, so much ability, so much experience. Um, it, it was a pleasure to play alongside, and and it, I do, you know, Petrov at the time. Um, it was a case of you know, not he'll look after me, but you know, he kind of settled me down and was like, here, just try and enjoy it. Um, I think he was aware it was it was my first game, um, so it was it was great and it's reassuring and, and certainly playing along somebody like that. It's 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 quite uh, calming in a sense, knowing that he's got your back. He was a real classy midfielder as well, and he's and he's in his playing days. You you go on to play for Celtic a couple more times that season. You do eventually get to pull on the the green and white hoops. Um, you move out on loan to St Johnston, St Mirren, amongst a, a, other clubs, and then Dick Campbell takes you up to Ross County in two thousand and seven. Your second game is when you're wearing the navy blue and white of the Staggies. It's a club that, well, the, the next four games that you've chosen are all Ross County games it's a, a club that you had a tremendous time with the second game you've chosen was the game I was at and I was very happy to see Ross County get a result in this one Hibernian 2 Ross County 2 March 2010 we've, we've talked about this one in the podcast before uh, Michael Gardine was instrumental for range, uh, Ross County that day Rangers where did that come from uh, he was uh, he was instrumental that day for Ross County we talked to him about that but what a game for Ross County Colin Nish opens the scoring. Uh, Ross County get back on level terms. Ian Murray scores an own goal. Derek Ryden scores shortly after. And it goes 2-1 Hibs at half-time. And you're thinking, well, Hibs will just edge this one out. But Ross County dominated that second half, controlled the game, uh, and eventually got the replay with Michael Gardine. How, how good were Ross County that day? Excellent. I don't know. Mitchell, thank you for saying it was an OG. I think he was wanting to claim the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... Um, on the day, I think we started the game really well. We were knocking the ball about, and we were also a first division team at the time. And I think we felt we also had really good players, you know, like Zavags, uh, Midge, uh, Richie Britton. But um, you know, we had quality players and who like playing. You know, like the ball, we'll pass the ball, and and I think we felt we were getting a lots of space, and we could sort of stamp our authority in the game and. We, let's, we were playing really well and then we go go behind and you're kind of thinking oh is it you know you get punished at this level you make one little mistake or whatever and you, or you don't take your chances um, but we get back in the game and then we go behind again and you're thinking oh it's got to be one of those days where you play well but come away with nothing um, but you know the wee man pops up with the equaliser uh, if I remember correctly we maybe had a couple of chances after that and could have maybe nicked it um, but it's certainly a game that probably announced ourselves. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the Celtic game, the semi-final was obviously the big one and, and everyone takes notice of that. But maybe for the team, for us to have the belief that, you know, we are good enough to play at this level and um, we certainly held our, our own. And not only that, we, we probably should have won the game. And yeah, you know, subsequently we obviously won the, the replay. Um, but... I think that that first game at, at Easter Road was was enjoyable to play in. It was um, a real um, 
you know, a games that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, we could we knock the ball about. You know, my games obviously a lot of it's based on passing, and um, I thought we were very comfortable at times. And um, I'm still claiming an assist for Midge's goal. It was a ball I just turned around the corner, and um, the wee man's ran onto it and, and buried it. So, but I think what uh, another abiding memory of mine of that game is we actually got applauded off the park by the Hibs fans, um, and that and that to me showed how well we we did on the day. I've written it down and you've mentioned it there. That was the game that I know that that was the quarter-final. You'd eventually beat Hibs and, as you say, you beat Celtic in the semis to get to the final that year. But you're right. I think that's the game that Ross County showed everyone and also the the group, not just the club, but also the group of players because most of the guys, if not all of them, went on to play um, Premier League football, you know, top-level, top-flight football. And I think that's the that was the moment that that squad, that team, the club, announced themselves kind of said to the rest of Scottish football we can we can uh, we can hit it amongst the big guys you know I think it, it changed the mentality of the club um, it certainly did because uh, leading up to to that I remember that when the draw was made we'd you know got together as a, as a group and we'd spoke about approaching the, the manager about um, the win bonus for that round and um, we actually at the time we were <laughs> We were looking for just an appearance bonus. You know, we were, we're looking at the club, you know, we've got you the quarterfinals. And, and up to that point, you know, that was a great achievement. Uh, thinking we're a, a first division club and we've got to this point. And I remember myself and, and Richie going to speak to the manager and, and sort of discussing this. And um, I could tell he wasn't happy about the, the, the angle we were coming from. And um, kind of we left the office and we were all in the change room having a chat and, and the manager came in and, and basically had a go and do you know what it was probably the best thing that happened he came in and, and basically said you know you're wanting a, a sort of bonus for turning up if you if you, if you you don't believe you can win the game what what is the point in turning up um, and it just shows you the belief he had um, in us you know that we could go away to a top Premier League side and, and get a result and, and I think um, ultimately it showed because we did we went and when showed, you know, everyone else what you know how good how good a squad and how good the team were. I think he actually mentioned not that discussion, but the belief that he had in that team, and ultimately, as I say, that 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 season ends with a, a Scottish Cup final appearance for the club. But that Hibs game there in the quarterfinals. You know, Hibs were going well that season too. You know, Hibs finished they finished in the European places that season under under Yogi Hughes. You know, you you, you took on a, a really decent Hibs side, guys like Derek Ryder and Anthony Stokes. You know, it was a decent Hibs side as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, Liam Miller was in that mm-hmm. that team, and um, Miller was certainly a a player. I I actually stayed in digs with Liam when I was younger, and, and I remember looking up to him, and, and the, you know, he was an unbelievable player. And, at that point, I was thinking, if that's a stand, you know, he just he was just breaking into Celtic first team, and mm. you're going, that is the standard I have to get to, and and it feared me a little bit because I, I thought he was a top top player, and and it showed, you know, he went down to Manchester United, and it maybe didn't quite hit the heights at United that he, he could have, but I think a lot of people who have played with him um, will say the same. He was a top player, and like you say, uh, Rarden, Stokes, John Rankin, um, very very. Uh, good side, and uh, but like you say, it was it was given ourselves the belief, and like I say, full credit to to the manager who 
gave us that. Um, and you know, it's not about just turning up. You, we, we have to believe that we can go and win the game. And and like I say, we we got the replay and did that. Yep, Ross County beat Hibs in the replay. Scott Boyd's uh, famous winner that night to send the club on their way to Hamden. Game three of your five is another real highlight in the in, in Ross County's history. Air United won Ross County 3 April 2012. Now it's an interesting one because the that is officially, you know, the, the I know that the team had a, a kind of celebration afterwards and supporters of Ross County were, were celebrating that moment. But you, you actually go into the game as as champions um, because the result had gone your way the, the previous night. That must have been a great feeling traveling down to Somerset Park, you know, going out onto the onto, onto the onto the pitch knowing that you've already sealed that, that trophy? It was. I think, uh, well, obviously when you'd asked me to pick uh, five games, I'd, I was actually thinking about um, the game um, against Berwick when we'd won the second division because obviously, you know, it was my, my first uh, medal, first mm-hmm. first title, and, and again, that was special. But um, and it was obviously different to the United one because we, we won that one on the day. Uh, with our result but going into the, the United game it, it was strange uh, because we'd won it the night before I think generally everyone was in there you know you're in your own house because uh, it was an away game down the road so a lot of the boys who were family based down sort of central belt would have gone down the night before and, and just stayed with their family and um, so it was strange you're turning up to the game uh, congratulating everyone and, and it was you know, going into the game, but the pressure was off. But ultimately, there, there was still that demand and that drive from the manager, and and I guess from the, the boys within, um, sensing that we, we had this unbeaten run uh, to keep going. Um, but also at the same time, you were the champions, and it gave you that confidence to go out and, and enjoy the game. So, it's probably, in terms of the match itself, it, it's not a huge game, um, and and terms of what the games I've picked but it was just uh, you know the memories from it obviously we'd actually gone to Air United maybe two months previous to that and um, Richie Britton scored a hat-trick um, and that was an unbelievable uh, game and an unbelievable hat-trick from him and that was probably a better game but obviously for, for certain reasons I've, I've picked this one and um, yeah I think we were we were up 1-0 I think uh, and then Ayr got back in the game that's right yep and yeah, and they were actually on top and uh, you know you can sense the manager <laughs> thinking we'd kind of taken our foot off the gas a wee bit um, and then uh, Colin McMenamin scored uh, from my cross to put us 2-1 up and then we, we got the third and then it was kind of cruise control after that and um it was just, you know, obviously you've you've heard stories of the, what followed uh, the game and, and such like. But I think just in general, just the whole enjoyment of having fans down and the celebrations on the park and in the change rooms afterwards, and uh, you know, it was just a, a great night all in. Yeah, there's there's obviously some fantastic images that have come out of that that night. You know, mainly with the supporters behind the goal. You know, it was a really great shot of of all the players uh, with a, a kind of big banner. Uh, in front of the the away end that night as well, you know, special. I mean, these, as you say, are, are moments that, that, that don't come around too often, but special moments that you'll you'll treasure. Without a doubt, um, I think the the second division title win was 
probably expected mm. to a point and, and to get the club back to where everyone sort of seen them uh, first division that, that a lot of people seen that as, as Ross County's level but for us to, to then take them on to that next step um, in the Premier League was, was extra special and you know we'll always be known as the first group to do that and um, that's certainly something I'm proud of and I'm sure the rest of the lads are but it was you know the, the club have, have since gone on um, you know the League Cup win and um, consolidating in, in the league for a few years before going down and then you know Kets and Fergie have, have got them back uh, where I believe they should be and um, you know clubs are in a great shape at the moment and um, but I think that, that night was you know a, a great uh, time for the club. You mentioned there the the unbeaten run as well. Going into that game, knowing that you're champions, other other groups of players, other teams, you know, might have had the the cigars and the slippers out because you know you're, you're crown champions. That's it. Now I know there was a number of games left to play that season as well, and it's it's testament to you know the group of guys that you went the rest of the season unbeaten. That the the drive and the determination in that county team, I think, kind of typifies that it was it was quite a special group of players. Without a doubt, I think um, even throughout the season there was there were certain games that it just showed what we were sort of made of. I think Boxing Day, I think we were away to Falkirk and one 0 down, and, and Colin McMenamin scored in the last minute and. The scenes that day were incredible uh, with some support down for that game and that was just the you know that, that sort of uh, games were, were throughout the season uh, previous week to that with a great result Livingston and you know which isn't an easy place to go we played well but I think looking at after that um, with the Dundee game on the Saturday and yeah, I think the boys had been out for a couple of days don't get me wrong but I think that, that game on Saturday was, was some of the played some of the best football we played all year and, um, you have that confidence but also that there was just a drive within the squad within the group that um, we, we definitely trained the way we played and um, I'm sure you could speak to everyone and you know there was umpteen scraps on the training ground and um, you know five asides and uh, get a bit get a bit heated at times and that's because everyone just wanted to win and um, the, you know the starting 11 boys were keen to keep their place and uh, and then you had the, the guys who were desperate to get a team pushing you all the way and, and it was it was a great uh, bunch of lads and I think you know leading up to the Hamilton game uh, when you're, you're getting the trophy presented you want you want to be in the team that, that plays on that day as well and, and that's, that was certainly a, a driving force but I think you know, an unbeaten run's great. It would have been nice if we managed to go the full season, but obviously with that the game at Hamilton earlier early in the right at the start of the season, but ultimately mm-hmm. we, we managed to carry it on in the following year and um, like I said, it just shows you the, the drive and the, the determination of, of everyone at the club. We've had a few members of the squad as you as you touched on there, and we also had Derek Adams on the podcast um uh, a couple of months ago now. That night he obviously um Went back to hotel in Cumbernauld. Um, were yeah. you disappointed that you know there maybe wasn't a, a kind of celebration planned? I mean, ultimately, we've heard both sides of the of the story. Um, but were you kind of disappointed there wasn't a kind of a, a wee bit more of a, a celebration, c- considering the fact you you just clinched the league? Yeah, I think um, you know 
It's a, yeah, it's a difficult one. I think um, the boys were expecting something because it, generally after an away game, you would just go back up the road. And I think because we were told we were staying the night, I think the boys were expecting something laid on uh, because we knew the league, you know, it was won the previous night. So it wasn't as if, you know, you could say, oh, well, we didn't want to plan anything to, to jinx it against the air or whatever. But I think that was the sort of disappointing uh, factor. But you know, ultimately, when you look back now, and um, you know, being a manager myself, you kind of look and go, "Well, you want to, you know, you want the boys to enjoy it and, and whatever." But there was obviously a record on the line that you wanted to preserve and uh, finish the season strong. And I think looking at league table, Dundee, who finished second, were actually closer in points to bottom of the bottom of the table than they were to us, and because. You know, we were on such an incredible run where we won the league by, by so many uh, points so I can see it now looking back but, but ultimately it, people will say as well that these sort of occasions don't come round often and you need to enjoy them and they don't, here the boys did don't get me wrong we, we kind of had to uh, enjoy it for ourselves and, and we had a few had a few beers and uh, some went on longer than others and, <laughs> uh, but that you, I think you're always going to get that with with a, a group of, of footballers and um, when you've just won a, a trophy and, and done what we had done up to that point and the boys were going to try their best to enjoy it So Ross County go up as champions they go up to the first time in the club's history into the the Premiership the Premier League and the fourth game that you've chosen is a game in March of that season March 2013 um, we bring Celtic back into it your old club up in Dingwall, who um, actually struggled in Dingwall that season. Ross County 3, Celtic 2, and it's a, a real a real epic game. I watched the highlights uh, a few nights ago. Celtic take the lead. Charlie Mulgrew and Gary Hooper put them 2-0 in front, and then Ross County pull one back on the half hour, Grant Monroe, and then they go in level at half-time. Sam Morrow scores to make it 2-2, and then Stefan Wolfart, the uh, German cult hero scores a last minute winner good memories of that game brilliant uh, I think obviously um, I've got um, you know ties at Celtic and, and stuff so any, any game against Celtic was, was a big one uh, for me personally not, you know not just the team but um, I think he's like you touched on that season we, we ended up playing three times in Dingwall actually just yep. due to the, the split and, and you know, with with a, a win, a win in two draws, so um, it was a good record. Uh, but I think on the day as well, I, I was captain on the day. Uh, Richie was was injured, so again, that was um, something. I, I, you know, you want to go into the game and and do well, and you find yourself two 0 down after. 15-20 minutes I don't know and you're thinking oh no is this going to be a 5 or 6 you know are you going to be on the end of one of these doings and, and I've led the team out and you start to, to worry and then, then Granty slams one in and you think well we're well you know it might not be so bad after all and then uh, Sammy Sammy gets the the second um, I think was it Vags sort unbelievable skill on the, on the far side yep. and um, put one in and, and Sammy sort of scrambled at home should we say but I think and then Big Stefan with the third goal but I think 
just before that, Jimmy maybe missed a, a sitter. He did, I. Exact similar similar chance to to Stefan actually, and, and the, you know you're playing the game, and we were actually on top at that time and pushing, and you're thinking, is that your chance gone? Um, you know, t- you know, in typical Celtic fashion, are they going to score late on? But fortunately enough, uh, we managed to do that, and the the scenes after that were were unbelievable. You mentioned a couple of things in there I want to touch on. Grant Munro has scored a, some big goals in his career, but mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how good a goal that was. If you get a chance, it's um, it's on YouTube. It's a fantastic strike because he brings it down on his right and he volleys it on his left. And, and um, it's Fraser Forster in goals and there's no way he's stopping that one. It's a fantastic strike. Unbelievable. I think... Uh... Did he, he scored a belter for Cali against Celtic, I, I think. Uh, right. maybe kind of very, very similar to that. Yeah, that very similar goal. Yeah. Um, and, and then he scored that one. And for me, you know, when I was standing right behind him, actually, and I just seen it, you know, going in the top corner, and, I, and I, it was a bit of relief thinking, oh, we're back in the game here. It's, it might not be so bad after all. And um, But that, you know, big granny had. He doesn't. He won't score many, but he's, he's you know that that one. He certainly came up trumps. Stefan Wolfart is, uh, as I mentioned, a bit of a cult hero. He scored a couple of goals for Ross County in his in his short spell there. Um, namely, the, the the Celtic one. The winner was obviously his most uh, his most famous goal. What was he like as an individual? Because from the outside looking in, he looked a bit of a he had a bit of some he had something in his locker. What was he like as a as a player? Manager obviously seen something in him. Um, if, I, if I'm being honest, when he when he first came in, he had a couple of you know, I say stinking training sessions. He, he didn't he didn't really. It was obviously hard. You know, don't get me wrong. You're you're coming over to a foreign country and and try to settle in. And but he scored a couple of great goals down at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored an absolute belt uh, down there. And then obviously the the one against Celtic. And I think. As a striker, any striker, you need goals to settle you into the team, and um, you know, obviously the, the Celtic one is the big standout. But I think he was a big, he was a handful, you know, big lad. Um, he could move, obviously for his size. Um, it was that season, we you know we probably didn't have a sort of recognised striker. It changed a lot with uh, you know whether it be Colin, Sammy Morrow, and Gary Glenn came in at times and. You know, we've never really had, um, you know, a, a centre forward that was playing week in, week out, and um, but the, you know, the big man obviously will be will be fondly remembered for for that game. Now, as you mentioned, Ross County had a very good record against Celtic that season. The season, their first season in in the top flight, is a is a success. Ross County were will have been a fantastic addition to the top flight, and they certainly proved it that season. For for yourself, you you missed a bit of a a chunk of the season in the kind of earlier part uh, from about September to December uh, for yourself you know having worked so hard the previous season to get into the top flight to then miss a chunk of the season were you delighted to get back and, and end the season so well with games against um, well victories against Celtic for example it was it was a, it was a, it was a difficult period for myself uh, I started the, the you know the first game of the season against Motherwell, uh, the second game at Petordre against Aberdeen. I came off with a, a hamstring injury, and I, just after that, I was I was you know right right out of the picture, so to speak. I was at times 
training with the youth team on a Saturday morning, not even involved in the in the first team squad or anything like that. And it was hard. Uh, the, the team we were up and down with results, and um, you know we were, were down sort of twelfth, eleventh, tenth in the table, and it, it was difficult. Um, I don't know. There was there was no falling out with the manager at all, and, and a lot of people I used to get questioned all the time. You know, has, has there been a fallout? Why why is this? Why is that? Why are you not in the team? And there wasn't at all. But there was nothing said. I was just I was out of the picture, and he was going with other players at that time. Um, it was a Boxing Day game away away at Hibs. I got I found myself back in the squad just due to a couple of injuries and, and illness. I got on the park. We ended up winning one nil, and then. You know, played every game after that, and we were on a great run, uh, which which probably helped. And um, like I say, to, to go from that to then on that day be be handed the armband and uh, to lead the team out, it was, um, you know, it was special for me, and, and we got the result, which which obviously helped as well. But I think um, it certainly, uh, you know, made that that season, you know, the last sort of three four months a, a very enjoyable one, and. and Again, proud to be part of that group. Yeah, because I think this, the start to the season was, I remember a lot of nil-nils, but Ross County found their feet and then they, they grew in confidence as the season goes on. That Celtic game is, I think Ross County are, were definitely ending the season uh, on a very positive note. The last game of the season is your fifth choice of your five. It's actually your last game for the club as well. I didn't I did check that up. I didn't uh, realize that until uh, uh, just a couple of hours before we started recording this, but it was your your last game for the for the club. Uh, it's a Highland derby against Cali Thistle and Derek Adams said on the podcast a few uh, months ago that it was he took great delight in bursting Cali Thistle's beach ball that day. Um, of course, they were going for Europe. It was a, there was a, well, I was at the game. It was a, a, a massive crowd. I mean, the Highland Derbies were, were fantastic uh, that season. Ross County had a big, a big home support as well. You guys obviously finished in the top six along with Cali Thistle. How good was it that day, as Derek Adams put it, bursting Cali Thistle's beach ball? Oh yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, like you said there, uh, you know, any, um, the games were good. Uh, any victory against Cali is a, a good one. I think we probably we were we were obviously on course. We could have maybe caught them. I think did we finish three points behind them? Maybe uh, we we had a bad result against Kilmarnock uh, a couple of weeks prior to that, and that sort of killed off. Although you know we probably finished higher than than ourselves, and a lot of people expected it killed off any any hope we maybe had would of going to Europe. But uh, I think going into that game, it was just a case of that. We one you want to finish on a high. We've done so well, um, and it. Probably is more about ourselves rather than than what Cali had done and and, and such like. And it, you always want to finish the season uh, with a win, so you go into the summer and um, you, you, with you know you're not going away with regrets of the last game. So I think um, you know from my point of view, it was it was more about what we did um, rather than than anything um, about Cali. Like I say, there was a lot of beach balls uh, flying around, mainly from the away end. I, I thought it was quite appropriate that Ross County turned the playing surface into a beach towards the end of that season. Um, obviously, the, the ground staff weren't, weren't having a, a great time. It obviously now is a, a fantastic surface, but um, in fact, I'm watching the highlights of that Celtic game. Um, yeah. it, it was, you know, starting to, it was on the turn. It was a, 
yeah, it was it wasn't great towards the end of that season, but obviously things things uh, quickly got sorted. But the conditions were difficult. Ross County um, won the game by a goal to nil. And when I mentioned Stefan Wolfart that season, you know, being a, a cult hero for scoring the Celtic winner, Andre Hano is a bit of a Ross County cult hero. He was only around for a few months as well, but Ross County fans will always remember his derby winner. Yeah, it wasn't a bad one either, was it? It was, <laughs> it was an unbelievable goal. Um, I think, um, you know, the, I don't think Andre played that much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, I'm trying to think if he was in place of Boydie or, or Big Grant. I can't, I can't really remember. But I think, you know, the Cali games, the year we were both in the first division, um, I thought the atmosphere and, and the crowds were, were unbelievable and and you know, enjoyable games, and then um, I'm not saying they dwindled, but they, they, there wasn't so much demand for them because I think that first year in the in, when we were both in the first division, it had been years since there had been one, so it was you know exciting. And but that game certainly uh, brought it back again, and um, you know, Ross County obviously desperate to to you know dampen their day and then such like, and we, and we did that, but. Um, yeah, big Andre's goal was was unbelievable. It was a great finish, and it was obviously into the, the Cali end as well. I can't believe that out of all five games. I mean, I've seen you score some terrific goals over the years for Ross County, but you've <laughs> you've picked two centre halves that have scored absolute screamers. I know, I know. I, I don't think I've scored in any of the big games. That's a problem. <laughs> but um, no, I think um, I don't. Well, I, I, you know, I thought, I thought about that with a couple of games, and maybe um, one or two of my goals, um, but. Just like I said, I, was, I said to you before, there was a couple in there for, for sentimental reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cali one, probably more so, would be my, my last game for the club, and, and I knew it um, at the time. I knew going into the game, it was it was my last one, and um, you want to go out in a high, um, and, and what better way to do it than beating your your local rivals? Yeah, you sign off in style by by beating Cali Thistle, but also that season, you know, as I touched on there, Ross County finished top six for a debut season. I mean, you will probably have have known the quality and and that that squad, that group of players, but to go up, you know, many sides go up from the the championship, and you know they're always tipped to go straight back down. Not many finish with a flourish, but Ross County certainly did that season. What an achievement to finish inside the top six! Yeah, really good. Uh, you know, looking back, yeah, I was. Um, we had a good squad and we had belief in that squad but I, I generally whether the manager thought differently I, I don't know but going into that season I think you know you'd obviously be happy finishing 10th that's that's the the aim when you come up and like you say because so many do when you, you come up you're probably favourites to go back down And but we, we did you know we had good players um, a lot of boys you know like myself getting back to the Premier League and uh, just looking forward to it and wanting to show that you, you could play at that level and uh, we went on a great run after Christmas I think we went 10-11 games unbeaten um, so uh, that, uh, on that level that's a, a achievement in itself and that kind of sh- you know, shot us right up the table and you're in the top six and you're going well, we, could, we could be here for the, the split and, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of roll on from that and like I say I think we got we lost to Kilmarnock 1-0 at home and going in after that game, the, the disappointment just showed what we thought of ourselves and, and as a team of, of um, 
know how gutted we were that um, we'd, we'd let ourselves down that day and, and obviously like I said previously killed our, our chances of, of getting into Europe and that would have been an unbelievable achievement but I think um, you know up till now it's still uh, the club's highest finish in the league and um, you know it was a, a great season a very enjoyable one um, you know on the park especially the last, well for myself personally the last sort of three four months on the park and um, some great players even that I think in the you know in January we brought in Ivan Sproul and I think he was an absolute revelation for ourselves and um, I had a, a good relationship with him and, uh, on the park and he's, he certainly helped my game and we you know he brought a lot to the club as you said it was your last game for Ross County when you look at six years you've had at that football club how do you look back at a six-year, an incredible six-year period with Ross County. How do you look back and sum it all up? I wish, I, well, you know, it's easy to look back now and say I wish I'd stayed longer. Um, in, in hindsight, it's a, a great thing. And um, obviously there were circumstances at the time that, that dictated that. And, but I think my time there, I certainly look back with the fondest of memories. It was a, a special time in, in my career. And um, I thought we were, very successful um, each season I felt there was we had something um, I think the, the, obviously the first season we won the second division the second season we got to Challenge Cup final I think and we lost to Airdrie third season Scottish Cup final fourth season we won the Challenge Cup fifth season won the first division and then my sixth season we finished fifth in the Premier League so I, I felt there was always an achievement of some sort every season mm-hmm. and um, gave both ourselves the players and, and the fans something to look forward to or something to be proud of so I uh, certainly look back um, you know, it was a, uh, proud uh, of what we achieved and you know made some great friends I think in football you, you come across hundreds of players and um, while you're with them at the time they're your mates but then they might transfer another club and you, you very rarely speak to them again but we had a group of lads and, and you know we still speak now and it just showed you the, the bond we had uh, both on and off the park Now as we mentioned right at the top you're now a manager in your own right you're managing for Martin enjoying your move from playing into into the management game? I am uh, I didn't think I would as much as I have uh, don't get me wrong it never replaces playing um, it's, it's something that I really miss um, to be honest but I guess you could argue it's, it's the next best thing and um, it's it's now you look back and you, there's certain things throughout your career that managers do and you can see now why they've done it at mm-hmm. the time it, it annoyed you and <laughs> you, you, you know you're trying to work out their, their logic but it's now that you're in that position you can you can see why they do it and, and uh, things like that but um you know, there's there's certain it's difficult. You know, adapting to part time, which is a you know a different kettle of fish to, to full time football, and um, so there's there's different sort of obstacles in the way. But ultimately, I, you know, I want to achieve things with this club um, and and get them up to the the football league is is the aim. And uh, sort of following the, the footsteps of Cove and, and potentially Brora, and um, that's the that's the sort of aim that we have at the club and. You know, we've, we've got a good group of players that we have underachieved to a point and, it, and it's trying to get 
that out of him and, and I'd hope that I can use some of my experiences um, as a player um, and, and take it um, on at the management. I think that there's a lot of ambitious and forward-thinking Highland League clubs, yourself included in that as well, that that, that could and have the potential to make that next step? Without a doubt. Um, I think, yes, our season was cut short, but you know, Brora were worthy winners. I, I have no um, arguments with that. Um, they, were, they were on course to, to clinch the title, and um, I, I think they fully deserve to, to go up. Yeah, you could argue, you know, they, they would have a tough, tough game in the playoffs. But ultimately, I think if it's at the point that both themselves and Kelty can can go up, then then it should happen. I think you, if you bring a pyramid system into place, a team works hard, invests in a playing squad to win the league to get promoted, and then they're getting denied that opportunity. And I, I think it's, it's, you know, I've not, I'm not spoken to Sid about it or anything, but it must be a hard one for. Them to take at the moment, but who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, they, they might come out of it and they might, they might get what they deserve um, because ultimately football is about winning. And if, if you win, you, you want to get sort of rewarded for it, and, and they seem to be getting punished. So it's, I know it's unprecedented times, and, and you know, the leagues are looking, you know, solving these problems because this is something nobody could ever have predicted. But ultimately, I think they should be rewarded for, for their achievements. Absolutely, I hope that um, they do get their um, the rewards and the the rest of the the SPFL sees sense and and tries to to restructure and 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 create something a bit different. Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It's it's quite fitting that your your five games have have gone on a bit of a journey. You started off at Celtic, making your debut. You've gone on to have you know success in the Scottish Cup with Ross County, uh, clinching a championship title, and then getting back to uh, playing at the top flight in this country with Ross County. I know that you went obviously then on to play for Motherwell as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again uh, for taking some time uh, to speak to us and I uh, hope you, we haven't kept you too long from your, your babysitting duties. <laughs> no, no, it's a welcome break. <laughs> no, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's, uh, I think, all footballer, all football lovers... I'll say the same thing. You never get tired of talking about the game, um, and it's it's nice to to look back on my career at times. But you know, never get tired of, of talking about football. Absolutely, Paul. Stay safe. Thanks again. Cheers. Thanks. See you. An absolute pleasure.